habits until we're recognized, let's say, we go through that valley of, oh, I'm going to do this anticipation. But a lot of times it's the disappointment that it doesn't come fast enough. Remember, we talked about habits being very, 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 very tiny things. Don't build into this massive thing that's going to cause you to uh, bog down. I'll say it again in a minute. The path of least resistance is all of our nature. So the bigger the thing that you're doing and creating a habit, the more that you're going to try to pull back and not finish it. You just won't continue it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Remember last week we said habits are important because they can change your belief about yourself. This is what's encouraging to know that where you have been in your life and what things have spoken in your life as a Christian are not Christian things. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. We know that. We know that as people of faith, that we speak to things that are not as if they are. So all these things that are speaking to us is you're not that. And maybe something in your background speaks. You're not important. You're never going to do that. Well, creating these habits, if you go to church every week for a year, you can say, I'm spiritual. I, I am into spirituality. I am into the things of God. You might say, well... Pastor, what if I sit back there and I close my ears? We're not going to go to the exaggeration of what, but if you're purposely coming to church, it is something that you're doing as a habit to be able to become that person. I want to know the things of God. I want to have the things of God remind me on a weekly basis so that it helps me stay on track. So that's the habits of coming. Everybody with me on that? Okay. Now, the last thing I want to ask you a question, see if you remember, in doing all these things, it's the what you got to keep telling yourself small, small wins. All right. The, the chocolate coin goes to her. <laughs> and, and I would have been disappointed if she didn't get it because I saw she had mentioned that on Facebook. I keep telling myself small wins, small wins, small wins. And I think some other people commented that wasn't here. That's OK. You're going to be OK. <laughs> like they, did, they didn't get the whole point. So the, so the importance of coming so that you look better on Facebook. All right, that's another, that's another story. So let's open in prayer. Father, thank you for allowing us to have the privilege of living in a free country to come here and learn about you. And Father, today as we open up this lesson, the second part of habits, that we know that, God, that you have put us in this world for a reason, to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And Father, as people are around us, God, the things that we do habitually, the things that we do on a regular basis, God speaks of your goodness radiating out of our life. God, that we are blessed people. In your name we pray. Amen. The scripture that we've been talking about is Hebrews chapter 12. And, and we'll move on to something uh, again to show you this is that we're running the race with perseverance. If, if you think of your uh, habits and your life as more of a marathon than a sprint, you'll do good because it's the tiny habits. Listen, tiny habits over long periods of time that are going to reap the results that we want. Please understand that it's tiny. Very tiny. So the more tiny you think, uh, I can do tiny. You know, if I said, I want you to get up and read 40 chapters a day and you'll be a better Christian. Everybody goes, oh, no, I can't do it. So, so tiny, tiny. Okay. It, at the turn of the century, a psychiatrist, Thorndike, did a, this crazy experiment to talk about habits. And what he did was he put cats in a box. Okay. And I know that some of you love cats and some of you love dogs, but we're going to talk about cats for a minute. They put 
a cat in a box. He put a cat in the box and it was a little lever that would open the door to that box. And the cat would, of course, do what you would imagine, sniff around, look out the little peephole, do, you know, uh, do whatever it could. But eventually it would get to the knowledge of just pushing a lever and that door would open. And they would try it with different cats and they came up with the same solution or the same um, outcome is over time, they they'd even name their cats cat number one, cat number two, cat number three. Uh, and so cat number whatever was the one that tripped the lever the first time. And so that they would take him out or take her out and put her back in. And, and it would go from sometimes the first time was like 30 minutes and, it, and they would uh, do a journal over the time. And it would get down to literally seconds that when they put the cat in the box, that it would go over and trip the lever, open the door. And, and so what's, what's the, the whole point of the experiment was to confirm that a lot of times what is rewarded gets. Who said that? Heath, this gold coin is for me, for you not coming. No. <laughs> Played a lot of baseball in your life, didn't you? All right, here we go. So what gets rewarded gets repeated. Pleasure gets repeated. And you know that as well as me in your house. You'll even do it as you if you have children that are little and they do something well, you go, goody, 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 you did good, you did good. Why? Because we're trying to train them to realize that is the thing that we're going for. Don't throw the applesauce baby food on the wall. No, you know. So what gets rewarded or what gets repeated is rewarded. What's re, uh, repeated is rewarded, whatever I said. <laughs> now remember... All through our life, we're going through life and we're trying to find a solution to our problem. We might be looking for a reward that is that we're trying to get pleasure or we might be in pain and we're trying to find the answer, the reward that's going to bring relief to that pain. So we're going through, anybody watch Jurassic Park? You remember those raptors that were hitting the fence and they just getting shocked and then they were hitting it and they were testing the fence for all the week? That's what you do even right now, this moment. You're going through life and you're testing, you're testing, and when, you're, when, when you think about it, you're, you're trying it, you're failing, then you're learning, and then when you come to an answer, you begin to repeat that answer that's going to bring that reward that you're looking for. We're trying to move it, remember, as much as possible to the unconscious and not conscious. Okay, today I will not drink any carbohydrates in my cup. You know, the, after a while that gets so old. But you're trying to get it to a place of unconscious so that your cognitive thinking begins to expand, capacities uh, expanded, and more challenges can be taken on. Um, so this morning, as I said, I'm going to get into real quickly, and then I'm going to just for a few minutes teach. Then we're going to hand out the uh, handout sheets and see if you can remember. And then after you fill them in, we're going to continue. And then after we continue to the end of it, then we're going to break into groups and quickly discuss before this morning's um, Worship service. The first thing that I want you to know is, again, we're trying to solve a problem. The four basic, simple, simple, tiny little steps on creating a habit. You ready? There's four of them. Number one is a cue. Number two is craving. Number three is response. And number four is reward. Pastor, I didn't get all those and I don't see. Let me tell you, we've got weeks and we're going to break them down into parts. So don't panic. 
I'll go over them today quite a bit, but we're going to continue. Now, here's what I want you to remember is as you're applying this to your life, I hope that this week you've gone through the time and you're thinking in your mind, who is it that I would like to be? Because everybody wants to be happy. Everybody. And every time that we're looking for that cue, we're going back to happy. You might disagree with me, but until you put yourself in this place continually, you'll come to that fact. Everybody is trying to get to a state of happiness. So when you create a habit, again, cue, craving, response, and reward. I don't know if they have that up there yet, but we're kind of behind this morning. Uh, So how do you create a good habit? I'm going to say it like this. Cue, make it obvious. You, You make it obvious. Number two is craving. You make it attractive. Then... The third law is response or uh, how you respond and you make it easy, easy peasy. And then the fourth thing is reward. You make it satisfying, satisfying. Now, every one of us are doing this on a constant basis. I want to prove it to you by just some of the things that most of us do on a regular basis. Okay, let's put it this way. Cue, craving, response, reward. Everybody say it with me. Cue, craving, response, reward. Now, we're going to, this is, again, conscious that you're going to go, okay, okay, okay. What was that third one again? Okay, okay, okay. But the more that we say it, the more that we talk about it, hopefully it'll become subconscious in your life, in, in the things that you do on a regular basis. Very, very practical things of applying the Word of God to your life. We know that the transformation starts with words changing your thinking. When, when the Word of God changes your thinking, it'll change your what? emotions, then your choices, and then your habits, character, destiny. When it changes your thinking, realize that what we're doing is changing our thinking and putting habits in place that's going to fire without us even thinking at times. This is, and this is already happening in your life. Example, you, you tell me. I'll, I'll give you one or two and then we'll walk through it. Your phone rings. It's a cue. Then the craving is, instead of not answering, what is the craving? i got to see who that is. Okay, that's the craving. Then the response is that you actually pick up the phone and you talk on the phone. And then the reward is what? You got the information of whoever was calling you. Those are the system. That's the habit loop that we're going to be talking about for the next, uh, well, a total of nine weeks all the way to Palm, or uh, right, the end of March. Okay, now let me uh, give you a subconscious. These are a lot of times subconscious that you do every time, okay? Somebody says, I want you at work at 9 o'clock. So here is the craving. What? What is the craving? The craving is getting to work at 9 o'clock. I'm going to be on time. Okay, so when you go, the cue is when you go and sit in the seat to go then what is the response? When you sit in the seat, you get out the keys and put it in the ignition, and then the reward is that you go in motion to the job. Okay, now let me say it again. Let me say another one. When you put the key in the car, is the cue. What what comes after that for most people? You have a craving not to get in a wreck. So then the response is that you adjust the mirrors and the seat to look properly and know all that. 
And then the reward is that you have clear view, no wreck, and you get to your destination. Those are little habit loops that happen. Do you know, does anybody drive a vehicle that your wife drives or your husband drives and you have to just see anybody with me? Have you ever got, have you, well, let me let you feel my pain. Have you ever got into a car that a four foot ten lady has set in and, now I, I'm pretty massive and, uh, you know, I'm pretty tall, so, but when I get in, I'm like, come on, Gwen, I put down the toilet seat, can't you at least move your seat back? Come on, help me out. Yeah, yeah, you see all those men, yeah. Okay, now we're going to go on, but I want to remind you that as we're in this lesson, watch this, if you want to break a bad habit, well, we'll talk about this, but if you want to make, or you want to break a bad habit, then you invert that four behavior laws. In other words, the cue, you make it invisible instead of obvious. When, when there's a craving, you make it unattractive. Uh, the response, you make it difficult instead of easy. And then a reward, you make it unsatisfying. You just It, it becomes unsatisfying to do that. Um, let me, let me kind of define these so that you'll hear them. And then let's see if you can repeat them by writing them down. Just like we're going to take a quick pop test. Everybody went... Urgh! Because the habit mindset is every time I take a test, I don't do well. well we're going to change that, okay? So the first one is a cue. Let me just read these. It sends a trigger to your brain to set off a specific behavior, like an alarm, or when you enter into your, uh, it can be subtle, like entering into your uh, bathroom, going through the process of going to the bathroom. You have a habit down of what you do and how you do it. If you're John, you put down the seat. All right. When your phone buzzes, there, there's a cue. A cue. The second one again is a craving. It, it is something for a certain feeling or emotion that arises. Uh, you, you know that some people can uh, have a craving by walking through uh, Chocotol or whatever that gambling casino is and hearing the slot machines and all the bells and they go, oh, oh, oh. some people get a craving when they just see an Oreo cookie. Oh, you know, okay, that's what a craving is. It can be, it can be emotional just as, as much as physical. Okay. There's things that are firing in your brain that's going to cause cravings. And then the response is the habit itself. It's the habit of checking your phone and seeing um, who posted that on Facebook and why did they do it at that? Yeah, or, or whatever. And then the last one is a reward. It can be either, listen, this is important, either temporary reward or a permanent reward. Uh, it unlocks excitement or calmness. It's getting the craving for the jelly donut and then the reward is satisfying. Oh, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, that's the reward. It can be physical and it can be emotional. It can be a mental, a mental reward. It, it's fulfilling in that way as a reward. Okay, now again, changing your behavior is asking yourself these questions. How can I make it obvious? How can I make it attractive? How can I make it easy? And how can I make it satisfying? You've you got to have 
these habits to work in your life, they have to be like four levers and all of them have to be pulled or it's not going to be long lasting. It might be a couple days, but it's so much more, as we've talked about, different than goal setting. Everybody with me? All right, if you could pass these out quickly. Can we have a few of it? Okay, good, good. We already got some ushers. Quickly pass those out. If you get yours and you have a pen, share pens, uh, seat back in front of you, all that good stuff should be there. If they're not, uh, try to fill in those and that'll help in discussion a little bit too. Okay, we're going to go through it again. The first part of the chain, the first part of the loop, the chain to the habit loop is called a cue. And it's making it obvious. Now, now let me ask you, can you can you picture making it extremely visible? You, you know how visible an alarm going off in the morning is, right? I guess nobody has an alarm. It, it, it depends on how important it is to get up to go do something. But uh, let me tell you, the, the more important it is for me, the more cues that I put in front of me. The most obnoxious Alarm on the iPhone. Anybody know that one that goes, ah, 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 you know, and you're like, someone make it stop. Oh, yeah, the siren is pretty bad, too. The, the cue is making it obvious. It's the gateway. Picture the gateway. Everybody say, make it obvious. Make it obvious. This is extremely practical and, and as weeks go by, this is going to become something hopefully ingrained inside of you. And, and this is going, let me just kind of give you a little bit of a spiritual overtone, okay? So you kind of all say, okay, we're in Okay, because this applies across the line. But if you would like to read the Bible more, could you put your Bible like in the kitchen, in the bathroom, by your bed? You're, you're making it obvious as a cue and making it the second thing we're going to be talking about is that the environment that you're around, the cues, the two most powerful cues. Listen, the two most powerful cues are time and location. Write that down. The, the cues, when I wake up, I'm going to do this. When I do my afternoon tea and crumpets, then I'll do that. When my child falls asleep at whatever time you put them to sleep, 8, 9 o'clock, then I'm going to do this. Again, the, one of the examples that I read, a person says, I, I meditate first thing when I wake up. Now, now the Bible says, don't let the Word of God depart from your, your mind. In other words, in your mouth. To be, continually meditate on the Word of God. One, one of the things that I've realized is, if, if you guys have never done this, I encourage you to do it. Um, in the morning, the first thing that you do when you wake up is get in a place that is quiet. Uh, and, and you don't have to blindfold yourself or be in pitch black, but try to not let any of the senses as little as possible be going off. And, and as you're re reading the Word of God, allow the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, to speak to you. 
It's amazing that a lot of times we've got the radio going and we got breakfast we can smell and all these cues are going off in our mind and we miss actually what the Word of God is speaking in our life that day. That That's meditation. When you allow that, that repeated uh, knowledge to come back and come back and come back and come back. If you've ever been in church, you probably heard the illustration of meditation is like the word of chewing the cud on the cow. You know, the cow chews its cud, not chewing the cud. Anyway, the cow chewing cud is bringing it back up and chewing on it and chewing on it. So, these are the two things, time and location. Time and location. Time and location. I'll do this at this time. I'll do it that time. And then the location is where you'll do it. This is, this is almost a joke how this works. But if you, in the morning, we're going to use that for a minute, but in the morning, I have, I have a, uh, an office at home, and so I, I do things at my desk, but actually to do my devotion a lot of times in the morning, I get up from the desk, I walk over to the couch, and I sit on the couch with my coffee. And I, I'm in a different location so that, again, my mind is taking that cue and putting it on the couch. Where do I do Devotions, I do it in the morning on the couch. You think, that sounds so easy. Yeah, it's little tiny things that are easy, attractive, obvious, and satisfying. Okay, so the location, again, things like this. To remember to do your medication each night, you put it by the faucet. Okay, or, or you can put it by the bottle by your bed. Um to play a guitar more frequently, let's say, you know, to, to practice. I, I just can't ever find any time to practice. Put the guitar in the middle of the room. <laughs> and when you get up in the morning or when you get home at night, it's going to remind you again the cue. Uh, you know, um, it is important for us as believers to say thank you and be in gratitude, you know, for what people are doing. Say so you say, I, I've never been really good at sending thank you notes. Go ahead and get some thank you notes and put it in a place where you go, I got a few minutes while I'm watching TV to write somebody a, a thank you note for what they did. And I'm going to do it while I'm doing watching TV. To drink more water. I'm going to drink more A lot of people say that and then they reach for the Coke or whatever. Uh, Put it in a place that you're going to drink more. Maybe in the kitchen, uh, by the refrigerator, or whatever. That you, Instead of picking up one of those, that you have a time and location to drink more water. The second thing is make it more attractive, or make it attractive. Again, we're talking about this. Habits are the compounding. Like, like in money, they compound over time. So small amount of... Ha, uh, things that you do over the same thing over time is going to compound. It's going to become bigger. Uh, and, and here's the thing: in making it attractive, that that's why uh, the afternoon cup of coffee is so attractive. Even though you're going to have to wrestle with maybe tossing and turning in bed that night because you ate it or drank it too late. We live in a in a community, not community. We live in a world that is highly motivated because of the media and marketing. I, I love marketing. I love the study of human behavior. So I'm watching you now. Anyway, to make it attractive is what marketing does, and everybody is affected to some extent 
by some business <clears throat> making it attractive. When you're talking about your habit, you want to make it attractive and you know what it is. D does anybody... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me see this. When you pop it as a Pringles, you can't just have... You, you've heard the marketing, and I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, aren't these scrumptious? <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me, I'm... Gwen, would you give me water? I think I have... I need to drink more water and I put them in the wrong place. Can you bring that? <clears throat> Psych. Oh, we got them coming from all over. Make it attractive. Make it eye-catching. Thank you, Harvey. Harvey, you get the gold coin. Mark did not. All right. <laughs> you opened it. Did you open it? <laughs> There's nothing like getting a bottle that's already open. You did you open it? <sighs> no, I filled it up in the creek. <laughs> Make it attractive. <clears throat> Again, listen to this. Behind these impulses, like cravings of deep existential needs that, that were compelled to soothe. There's things that have throughout history to, to, that you have a craving to maybe conserve energy or obtaining food and water. These are since our beginning of mankind. Uh, finding love and, and reproducing. By the way, Valentine's Day is next week. Anyway, <clears throat> connecting and bonding with others. These are needs that become something that is attractive to us. That, that's what's the, the whole thing about the craving. A winning social acceptance and approval. Do you, do you know how big that is in your life and mine? We'll talk about this over and over. That we have to watch winning social acceptance and approval. But there is a part of us that all hungers and craves for that. That's why we even fathom the, the need for exercise or showering in the morning. Social acceptance and approval. Another one is reducing uncertainty. That, that's why creating habits that, that is uh, attractive. It is something of a craving. Achieving status and prestige. That's, that's important. Now, now listen to this guy's takedown of, of some of those needs. Um, Achieving status and prestige motivates him to save and earn money. Reducing uncertainty motivated him to read books and blogs, read more blogs and posts that give him skills. In other words, self-improvement. Why? Because there was a need to reduce uncertainty in his life. A winning social acceptance motivated him... Um, to, to notice how peers and friends uh, received him and reacted to him. Finding love and, and reproduction motivated him to exercise intensely and try to look good. 
And you might say, well, I'm already married and I've already had all my children. Again, it is a sign that goes back to an urge and a craving that all li- that lies inside of us. Again, to make a habit attractive, uh, short-term cravings can be that same way or long-term craving. Now, now let me give you an idea of something, and, and I'm trying to hurry because I'm already past my limit and I've already got a ton of stuff, but we've got weeks and weeks to go. Temptation, or let me say this, temptation bundling pairs actions that you want to do with things that you need to do. Okay? This is a key to doing this. When you put a, a when you're making it attractive and you're putting two habits together, you're you're doing maybe a multitasking, you know, you're but you're feeling that you're doing it. Let me give you an idea. In in the morning, when I walk on the treadmill or I'm outside walking. I'm listening to usually a sermon, uh, a podcast, um, or or something that's putting back in me. It's hard for me to just go and sit down and listen to something. But if I'm in the car driving, I have something that's putting back in me. If, If I'm even in the shower, I've got, Alexa, can you play this? It's funny because when Brianna was working here, I almost tamed it Brianna, but I got a little bit micromanaged. Brianna, play that for me, yeah. Anyway. In, 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 when you bundle something together, probably don't underestimate, even in the morning, the beginning, of the first cup of coffee. Before I drink any coffee, I'm going to do this. And it motivates you to bundle that habit. Um. Number three, make it easy. And you make it easy by removing friction. These are so good. We're going to have fun talking about these. Remove friction. Uh, If you want to stop a bad habit, increase the friction. Uh, As simple as this. If you don't want to watch as much TV, put your remote in the other room. That's adding friction when you sit down. See, a lot of times a cue will take place when you get home without even thinking about it and you go grab the game controller, you know, and play video games and boom, it's time for bed. Put the game controller. Here's another one. Take the batteries out of your game controller and put it in the other room. It takes, oh, I got to go put the batteries in. I'm not doing it. Extreme practical things. Again, number three, the response is make it easy. Uh, man, I've got so much. The two-minute rule is do, doing small things continually. Just, just I don't have any time to go into that, but we'll talk about it later. Uh, sitting it out in the morning. You know, some of you make the coffee the night before and you set your cup there and Gwen has my cup ready when I come in. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, there's a coffee cup set there. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. That's enough of that. Okay, Mark, now, no, no. Start small and build. You're doing muscle memory. You're doing the little things. And then the fourth thing is make it satisfying. That's the reward. Again, all three of the first ones can be firing, but number four is satisfying. If it's not satisfying enough, the loop is ended and it will not repeat. It can be Obvious as it all get out. It can be very attractive and it can be very easy. But if it's not satisfying, any one of those four and it stops. 
Okay? Um, out of all that I have left, I'm going to tell you one example. Number four is make it satisfying the reward. Here's an illustration for that. People are all different. What is your reward? And you're going to talk about it in a minute. Which one of these four is the easiest for you, hardest for you, and why in your groups? But let's just say this. When we've studied this at the church before, um, that people are either certainty, they, they want things certain, and that's why they've created whatever their life is, or they like uncertainty. They're kind of adventurous. They like to try. Or the third one is that they like significance. They, they want to do something that kind of nobody else is doing. And, and that's kind of what I am. And I know that I, I, I've been told that I have a little bit of a competitive streak. And if you want to race afterwards, we'll do that. No, anyway. But but the thing is, when it comes down to making it satisfying, whatever you are in yours, you have to realize that that is what yours is going to be as your reward. That's what it's going to be as satisfying. Uh, the the little things to do that, That's and we're talking about you cannot give yourself $100 every time you, you know, jump rope for 10 minutes, whatever that you're trying to do. But sometimes it is easy as checkmating that thing on your to-do list. There's people that will stand up and say, I did, blank, blank, you know, whatever, not cuss, but whatever, blank, what is, you know. And uh, then some people, this is funny, a guy that does cold calling for his work as a salesman, his goal, his habits were to make let's say 100, I think it was 100 to 150 calls a day. He had two big jars on his desk. One jar was full of 150 paper clips. And every time that he did a call, he could put another paper clip in the jar next to it until it was converted over to that empty jar. That was somewhat of a reward for him to see progress through the day of him calling. So if, Mark, you want to do the cold calling, I got some paper clips for you. He just started security systems. All right, so it, let me say this. When you go to your groups, leaders, allow those four groups to become uh, really evident because we'll talk about the first one, making it obvious, next week in detail. So why don't you go to your groups for about 10, 15 minutes.